Andrew, of course, uh, is a favorite apostle for me, um, which might explain partly why our church and school is named after Andrew. <clears throat> Let me allow me to read the collect. Almighty God, who didst give such grace unto thy holy apostle Saint Andrew, that he readily obeyed the calling of thy son Jesus Christ and followed him without delay. Grant that we all here, being called by thy holy word, may forthwith give up ourselves obediently to fulfill thy holy commandments through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Andrew is, you know that he's the first evangelist, right? I've said this before. Our gospel reading uh, is one that summarizes what happened. Uh, I for, uh, forgive me, I forget the, the gospel that actually tell, shows us that Andrew actually encountered Jesus first. And then he goes and he tells his brother about him. I want us to be people that will tell our brothers and sisters, that will tell our neighbors, that will tell our colleagues, our coworkers, our community members, our friends about Jesus. Please note that Andrew readily obeyed. And I would submit to you that our culture is not good with this. We are independent, we are freedom-loving, and we can see this whole melu having worked itself out in the last year and a half And it feels like it's going to go on forever. I'm not coming down on one side or the other. Don't hear me wrong. I'm just pointing out that historically we as a people have not been people that are ready to submit and to obey and to follow. And that's exactly the example that Andrew gives us. Please note, however, that he followed Jesus, the king of the world. And you all know the stories from Acts where sometimes it's better to obey Jesus than it is the governors, than it is your boss. And so we have today a number of people, and we see this in the news, that have lost their livelihoods, their businesses, sometimes the threat of their very homes and all their income is um, threatened because they're willing to obey Jesus before they obey their governor, their state controlling board of licensure for everything out there. In fact, we need to be ready to help those that have to make that hard decision. But back to Andrew who obeyed. And so we're called to obey our bishops. In fact, I took an oath to obey my bishop when I was ordained. Deacons are called to obey their bishop. And the text says of the prayer book, of the ordinal says, and those whom are put over you. So not only does he have to obey the bishop, he has to obey Father Bonesire, his rector, and deans and canons and all others. And you know what? Sometimes it's not fun to obey your bishop. I've had moments where I've had discussions with my bishop and I've said, I disagree. I don't think this is the way that we ought to deal with this or you know, whatever it may be. 
but I submit, you're my bishop, I'm going to follow your lead, unless he asks me to do something against my conscience. This is not easy for us. It's not easy for me. It's not easy for us as a culture. Andrew readily obeyed. And Jesus, there's our portrait of Andrew. And the cross saltaire is behind him. And I, my priest friend who painted it, I said, well, no one's going to know what that is because we live in an age where no one knows that Andrew was crucified on a cross like this. Um, and could you make sure it has some wood grain behind it? He's like, oh my gosh, okay, fine. And he painted the wood grain in. And I said, well, I still have people today who think it's Jesus. And I said, well, can we get a fish in there? Because Andrew was a fisherman. And Jesus made him a fisher of men. And we are all called to participate in the activity of being fishers of men. And I'm afraid that up here, many times people will think, oh, fly fishing in the river, isn't it relaxing? Oh, I caught a big one. Andrew was a commercial fisherman. Some of you have been out on commercial fish boats. Some of you have seen them at least. It looks like a lot of hard work, doesn't it? And Jesus never said, oh, by the way, this is a bed of roses. Relax, take your uh, cocktail, sit in the lounge and watch. He called us to be fishers of men. So as churchmen, whose patron saint of this church is Andrew, I think we should particularly follow his example, readily obey. And when Jesus says, drop what you're doing and go, that's what we need to do. Yes, there's all sorts of wisdom, there's all sorts of thinking, there's all sorts of What's the best course of action with anything going on in our lives, with big decisions and even small? But Jesus needs to be at the center of all those decisions. And might I suggest, as, as people of St. Andrew's and sometimes friends and those that fellowship with us regularly, that maybe we just have a little image of St. Andrew. Pick whatever one you want, an icon. We've got an image of him as an older man going to the cross on our... Uh, bulletin or booklet this morning for the litany or this evening. Pick this image, whatever it is. And what would Andrew do when Jesus called him to do this or that or the other? So I encourage you, readily obey. Be fishers of men, which means bring the gospel to the world. Because I don't think in my lifetime there's been a time that I thought it was more important for the gospel to shine in our culture. It's getting very dark. Deacon Amaral and I were discussing, he, he's from California, can you tell, kind of the twitch in his eye. Um, and we were talking about how ministry in Texas looks a little bit different than ministry in California. In Texas, you can meet anyone, and most of them are going to say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, I go to church, my church is this church over here. In California, I meet people all the time. I say, and I can kind of get away. I say, oh, hey, you're new in town, great. Well, have you found a church yet? Ch church? Well, oh, well, I, I've never gone to a church. <laughs> I'm not about to start now. It's kind of the next thing they say. But we have a very interesting culture to reach into. Keep in mind 
that the early Christians of the Roman Empire, the only thing different about that culture was Christianity, Christianity had not been there before. So now we've kind of got that extra barrier to cross. But we have a very spiritual world in California in the younger ages, in the 20-somethings and the 30-somethings. Not the world that a lot of us my age and older grew up in. Be ready to obey Jesus. Have the gospel on your lips. Not the four spiritual laws per se, but love, service, kindness, gentleness. Things like, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, the virtues. Live that kind of life and people are going to ask, why are you different? What is this all about? What is this weird church you go to with all this smoke? You can't even see the preacher. By the way, um, the vestments and the new thurible are gifts from a, a friend priest down in San Diego in our diocese. Thanks be to God. What amazing gifts that we receive. And I would like to remind you that as we all go forth, we remember that we can be blessed. Blessed are the feet of him who brings good news. We can be blessed. Now, Andrew was blessed. He was also martyred. But he was blessed in his martyrdom. Even all the people that are losing positions, losing jobs, losing social standing at the cocktail parties because they're willing to speak the truth about who they are and what they believe. That's going to get rougher and rougher. Let us pray to God that we can convert our world again, just like the church did Europe back in the four, five, six, seven hundreds. Let us pray that we can be the light of the gospel to the world to show the way of truth, the way of good living, and the way of beauty. Let us pray that it doesn't come to martyrdom in our culture, but let us pray for those all around the world who are facing it all the time. Let us be the light of the gospel to a world and be fishers of men. Amen.